Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Oh, I already, I can't believe we already started. I haven't even, I haven't even really prepared it. And again, we don't, we always tell people we don't prepare anything for the show, not because we're lazy. We just don't have any time because there's 14,000 other things we have to do. Uh, they don't really give us a lot of time. They're like, hey, do this until 9.55 and then at 10.07. And then, you know what? doesn't matter. That's my problem, not yours. Uh, you don't care anything about that. You just want, you just want all the information and the entertainment and the inspiration that we have, uh, that we've sworn we would give you on a daily basis, at least Monday through Friday, uh, 10 a.m. to noon and that's what we're that's what we're doing again today right here on the Marque show hope everyone had, had a fantastic weekend if you were in valdosta georgia and you went to the rally to see donald trump uh out there trying to mount support for kelly leffler and david perdue and make sure that this uh that the uh, that the democrats aren't able to steal the senate the way they may or may not have stolen other elections uh, but give us a call let us know how it was because from i've i've gone through a couple of the clips i've seen a couple of the videos and from what i've seen it was it looked like a pretty amazing time it looked like it was a raucous crowd per usual it looked like the president was was on fire he was excited to be back out there in front of the people in front of the voters and i know that um and i know that there's probably a lot of people that walked away going, man, this is, you know, inspired once again to uh, to make America great. And I know that it was probably a very successful rally because none of the mainstream media outlets covered it. I didn't see it on CNN, didn't really see it on Fox News. I don't think they were live at all. Um, it wasn't until after the fact that I saw the little tidbits here and there on the Internet and uh, and on Twitter and where else, uh, you know, wherever else you see those things. That's how I knew it was a success, because any time. Anytime something is good and anytime something is important and anytime something is is vital to the to the sanctity of our election and to the the uh, the the importance of the United States of America and really, you know, keeping uh, keeping our system in check. Anytime that happens, it's ignored. It's ignored by pretty much most of the media these days. So if you don't see it somewhere, odds are it's probably something you should watch. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five. 1045 is our number, 855-765-1045. Uh, that's our toll-free number. You can call it, I think, pretty much like anywhere in the world, and uh, you'll be able to get through. Also, you can you can watch us. We're on the YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on something called Twitch. Uh, we're on something called Periscope. We're all over the place. We try to, and whenever something new pops up, we want to be trendsetters. We want to be trailblazers. We're there uh, to try to beat you, uh, beat you to the punch and make sure that you understand uh, you know, what exactly what exactly is happening? All right. A couple of other big things that are going on today. A couple of other big things that are going on today. First of all, it's been now over a month since Election Day. It's been in fact, uh, it was, it's the seventh. So the sixth, fifth. It was like last Thursday was um, a month since Election Day. And we met last week to read you one of our favorite holiday poems called uh, Twas the Month After Election Day. We didn't get a chance to do it. We were very busy on Thursday and Friday. We'll get to it uh, later today. Um, that'll be it. That, you know, it, it could really kick off the holiday season because for a lot of people, this was the weekend they went out and started getting their Christmas tree. This is the weekend they started hanging lights and things like that, even doing Christmas shopping. I know that a lot of people were online and maybe even going out to store, whatever you were doing. But 
this was really let's start getting in that festive holiday mode weekend. And um, and, you know, we want to do our part, too. So we're going to we're going to start sharing with you some very, very special holiday treats. One of them is this uh, this reading of our, our favorite poem "Twas the month after Election Day. That's come. That'll be on the way here in just a minute. Also. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. I don't know if you all right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey, very popular actor. You might call him a heartthrob. Uh, he was in very, very popular rom-coms and uh, several dramatic pieces of, of film as well. You know, a lot, of, a lot of people really like Matthew McConaughey. Well, he has been for the past several, I guess, months now pushing this book about his life. And with Christmas coming, I mean, Christmas is right around the corner. He's trying to sell as many copies. He wants you stuffing everyone stocking with a copy of his book. He wants to make sure that it flies. All, all the authors do it. If you have a book out at Christmas time, that's all oh, you're showing up on this news station and that news station. He's taken the podcast route. And he was on a, a podcast the other day, Russell Brand's podcast. And he started talking about politics. And he said some surprising things about the liberals in Hollywood. He said some surprising things about the liberals in Hollywood and how they're reacting to this election. He also said some not some so surprising things about the uh the the rubes, quote unquote, who voted for Donald Trump in the last election. And I wanted to play you some of those because I think it I think what Matthew McConaughey is doing is trying to explain how how Republicans and Democrats differ so much on the issues, but then he also just kind of sidesteps into I don't know if it's like a drug induced uh, you know, tirade about anyway, it makes no sense, but it's fun to listen to. We'll get into we'll get into some of that as well. Like I said, we have some clips from the Valdosta rally, which is very exciting. And there was a debate. Uh, Kelly Leffner and Leffler and uh, Reverend Warnock, they debated um, last night. I believe they started attacking each other. I, I don't understand why we have a debate for a runoff election. In fact, the more and more I think about this. And I think about it a lot because, you know, I've really nothing else to do. I mean, it's, everything's COVID. It's all closed. So the more I think about it, the more I think we need to not only revamp the entire election system, which is something the president is looking to do, but we need to look state by state and figure out if we're doing the best thing we possibly can do. For example, in Georgia, if somebody doesn't receive 50 percent of the vote, then it goes to a runoff between the top two vote getters, which means which means. If let's say let's say Josh, Hannah and I all run for Senate in the state of Georgia, let's say I get 49 percent of the vote. Well, that leaves. Let's see, 51. Oh, that math's too difficult. Let's say let's say, for example, I get 40 percent of the vote and Hannah and Josh each get 30 percent of the vote. OK, let's say Josh gets 31. Hannah gets 29 because we need this is a very difficult. This is more complicated than I meant to be. So I get 40% of the vote. Josh gets 31. Hannah gets 29. We would then go to a runoff because even though I got more votes than the other two, I didn't get 50%. And Josh was the second person in line to get the, the, um, the, uh, you know, 31%. So Hannah's out of it. She's gone. She's like, you're done. And so then Josh and I go to a runoff in, in most other states, not all, but in most other states, for example, here in Florida, if you get 49% of the vote and everybody else gets less, you win. If you get 29% of the vote and everyone else gets less, you win. It doesn't matter how what the majority is. If you get the majority, then you are the person. But in Georgia, they don't work it that way. And that's one of the reasons we're in this mess in the first place. Because 49% of the vote you'd think would be a solid uh, percentage of the vote. But in Georgia, it's not enough. Now we're into this messy runoff situation 
and they're doing they're doing debate. Shouldn't the debates have happened in the first? Oh, shouldn't that in that? Don't you do the debates before the first election? Shouldn't we have done that way back when? Now we're doing more debates for the runoff. I feel like you get all the information out there before Election Day. And then after Election Day, if there's a runoff, you've got to just go back and go with the same information. You've got to go back and say, hey, all right, now there's a runoff. Who the hell am I going to vote for? I don't know about this doing these 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 all these ads, these political attack ads. I don't know about these debates. It just seems like it seems like a, a bastardiz- uh, a bastardization of the entire system. And I really think and again, this could be the silver lining on the cloud. Every cloud has a silver lining. This could be it. This could be what we learned from this debacle of an election. Maybe the biggest thing that will happen in 2020 is that Americans will realize how screwed up their 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 countywide election system is, their statewide election system is, and how corrupt nationally these elections could potentially be. Maybe that's the big wake up call. Maybe that's what's really that's going to be the silver lining on this entire crazy year. Uh, known as 2020, 855-765-1045. i got to take a quick break. we got some of your phone calls already lined up. Uh, we're ready to go. We do have some news about the Supreme Court and Samuel Alito, which is very exciting. Rudy Giuliani apparently got the vid and is now being hospitalized. Uh, we'll get to all that and more. Stay, don't go anywhere. Stay right where you are. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K, 855-765-1045. We appreciate everyone tuning in today. We appreciate all of our uh, viewers on Facebook. Today, about 5.7 thousand people currently watching us on the Facebook. Be sure to comment and like and share that on YouTube. We have another thousand or so. And uh, smash that like button, as they say in the biz, because that apparently that apparently helps. And so we're just smashing it. Just smash that button. And, um, and if you're on Twitch, we appreciate you doing whatever it is you do on Twitch. Just keep twitching. You know, just... Uh, 855-765-1045. By the way, if you're a Republican or a conservative, you know, the the mainstream media, they went from attacking Republicans and conservatives, attacking the president, attacking, you know, whoever was out there trying to make the case. The social media giants, you know, censoring Republicans and conservative voices, ours included. You know, they they've started all these fact checkers, whatever they single handedly. They go after they have their they have their blinders on the conservative voices. And that's who they're going after. But I. You know, that was all before the election. Now, it seems almost like they're ignoring conservative. Like you can if you're a conservative, it's almost like you can't get media attention. If you're out there fighting for the sanctity of our elections, if you're out there battling a war that uh, that you believe people are, are waging on the Constitution of the United States, if you think that there's been massive fraud, massive fraud, a, a conspiracy to defraud American voters in every state. You no, know, but people think, well. I live in Florida. This doesn't concern me. The hell it doesn't. If you're an American, if you voted for the president of the United States and there's fraud or 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 fake ballots or or dead people voting or massive dumps, massive dumps. If there's any of those going on in any state, it affects you in your state. But but you don't know about it because what's happening now is the mainstream media after the election, after they declared Joe Biden to be president elect, they then switched gears and they said, "Okay, now we're just going to ignore it. We're going to ignore Donald Trump. We're going to ignore him. We're going to ignore the conservatives. We're going to ignore the uh, we're going to ignore the, the, the people that are going to court, the Sidney Powell's and the, and the Lynn Woods. We're going to ignore all these people, Jenna Ellis and Rudy Giuliani. They're going to ignore them unless, of course, something happens that they think uh, puts them in a negative light. For example, Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor, savior of New York City, both before and post 
9-11. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, who mounted a run for president way back when, who helped Donald Trump become elected president. Rudy Giuliani, the personal, the personal, um, you know, legal valet to the president of the United States, if you will. And the guy who's now who's now at the forefront of this of this legal battle on the on the election fraud allegations and uh, whether or not these election results are actual and and factual and should be certified and if Donald Trump or Joe Biden actually won the election this guy who's in charge of 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 uncovering what now appears to be thousands and thousands of individual thousands and thousands of individual events that show voter fraud in some capacity with signed sworn affidavits with witnesses coming forward and saying hey here's what I saw and yeah I'll sign a paper no problem. I'll give you my testimony. I'll sign to it. And if I'm lying, you can throw my ass in jail. They've got thousands of people that are coming forward and saying this. You've got Sidney Powell investigating the Dominion software. It's it's an ongoing thing. They will ignore Rudy Giuliani. They will not report on a word the man says. The only time you see Rudy Giuliani's name on CNN or the Drudge Report now, New York Times, Fox News, MSNBC, the only time they give probably the most important attorney battling in one of the most important cases in our country's history, the only the only time they give him any any coverage is when something embarrassing happens to him, like the 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 hair dye dribbles down the side of his face during a press conference because he's been up there for an hour talking under the hot lights and he's sweating. That's when they'll start. That's when they'll start giving you uh, giving you coverage of Rudy Giuliani or when Borat tries to, to peg him as some kind of pedophile or or, you know, I don't know, some kind of sexual maniac in his latest movie. Uh, they'll, they'll put that on the front page of their newspaper or in this latest case. When Rudy Giuliani gets diagnosed with COVID-19 and has to be hospitalized, you could you'd be hard pressed to find any mention, positive mention of Rudy Giuliani and the work he's doing on behalf of not just the president of the United States, but the 75 million voters who voted for Donald Trump, the 75 million Americans who feel like they are being cheated out of their rightful president. He's been working diligently, uh, interviewing. I mean, these people are witnesses to a crime, and they're coming forward and saying, hi, I'm a poll watcher. Hi, I worked at this place. Hi, I want to go to a here. I need to talk to somebody. I witnessed a crime being committed, and nobody believes me. Who do I talk to? Rudy Giuliani's out there talking to these people, getting their affidavits, making a case for them, making sure their rights are not trampled on on by the left and the media but the only time you hear his name or see his image on tv or on on the websites is when something bad happens and now rudy giuliani gets diagnosed with covid19 again because then this is what they'll tell you rudy giuliani travels the country maskless and is now hospitalized with covid19 literally a headline i read Little, that's a headline I read right at the top there. Giuliani infected, taken to hospital. They don't tell you why he's traveling the country maskless, uh, getting infected with COVID-19. They don't tell you why this guy who's in his 70s, who maybe has other comorbidities, we don't know. We don't, they don't tell you why this guy of advanced age is out there maskless. It's because he's out there trying to fight for this election's integrity. It's because he's out there trying to mount a case for now thousands and thousands of people who have come forward and said something is not right. I witnessed something wrong happening. We need somebody to stand up and make sure that these illegal votes, these votes which we witnessed run through illegally or, or, or popping up in the middle of the night, we don't think they're accurate. We need someone to fight for us. And Rudy Giuliani 
sacrifices himself, goes out there, travels to Georgia and Michigan and Pennsylvania, spends hours and hours, days and days in courtroom hearings, meeting with people, getting the evidence out there. And he comes down with COVID. And why does the mainstream media tell you he now has COVID-19? Because he just traveled the country maskless. Like like he was some kind of musician. Uh Uh-uh, that's not the case. 855-765-1045. He was traveling the country, all right, to save it. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up. Stay tuned. I can't believe we're back to this again. It's not Jaguar. It's Jaguar. Jaguar. I mean, I can't believe there's people out there, and that's of all the things you could complain about for the Jaguars, it's how you friend. You know what? Now, this is why... This is why nobody watches football anymore, at least here in Jacksonville, not just because of the protests and uh, and the kneeling and stuff, but because the game, <laughs> even when you think you're going to win, you find a way you find a way to lose. 855-765-1045. We're going to get to, by the way, it was the month after Election Day here in just a minute. And also some of the clips from the uh, from the Trump rally in Valdosta, Georgia. But Wayne was there. Wayne in uh, Jacksonville. How you doing, Wayne? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. Good. Yes, I was there with my daughters, Emily and Beth. And we got there an hour before uh, the rally, and every parking space at the airport was taken. Oh, absolutely. We had to park a mile away. Yeah. And there were like 50 um, shuttle buses taking people to the airport. Yeah. Um, Our friend Rocky of um, uh, NYC Meatballs and and Pizza in Oakleaf actually got right behind Trump. Uh, and was in the pictures. Oh, that's fantastic. He's a a great American. Uh, He and his entire family immigrated legally from Canada. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we've had him on the show. He's a a great guy. He went viral. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, Wayne, tell me about the rally, though. What was what was the gist of the rally? I mean, how was it? I mean, I imagine everyone there was just all fired up, probably even more so than the rallies before the election. Well, he you know he was campaigning for the two Senate candidates, yeah. but he also had time to talk about the fraud of uh, of the election. And I am more convinced than ever that he will be able to turn this thing around. I'm at Walmart now. I got my uh, Trump T-shirt on. Uh, don't give up, people. It's not over. We, you know, he won, and they're trying to steal it, and we got to stop them. All right. All right, Wayne. Hey, what are you getting at Walmart, by the way? Oh, I don't know. I'm just looking. Just browsing around. I get it. I do that, too. So I'm walking to Walmart, spend hours just going up and down the aisles going, ooh, I have not tried this foot spray yet. I might, well, I'm going to get that. Uh, hey, thanks so much for calling. We really uh, we really appreciate it. This is Eric in Middleburg. Eric, good morning. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Yo, yo, yo. Mark, what's up, man? I just wanted to say real quick, you are the man. You're not an apologist like the guy that's on here before you. He thinks we don't like him. Keep talking about the revolution. Keep talking about those suitcases and Ruby Freeman. And um, your show on Newsmax is dope, dude. Um, thank you. Oh, Eric, I, pre- I, <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, the Newsmax show. By the way, I woke up this morning. and every every Or not this morning. On Saturday morning, I woke up. and uh, I mean, I woke up this morning, too. But today, but that doesn't have anything to do with the story. Saturday at, at 5.30 p.m. is when our Newsmax show was on. And I woke up Saturday morning. And usually I go on, on Instagram, whatever. I come up with something. I'm like, hey, don't forget, 5.30 today, if you're not allowed to, if you're not available to watch live, make sure you set your DVR or watch it on Newsmax.tv, whatever, you know, just to get them to, to promote it. And I went to check the schedule just on a whim because 
I had a couple people saying, hey, when's your show on? I don't I don't see it anywhere. Went to go check the schedule. And apparently I wasn't scheduled for Saturday. So I wrote to Newsmax. I go, hey, did you guys bump me? And they're like, no, no, no we just we made a we made a, 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 a clerical error. And they, they adjusted it. The schedule, the show went on as, as uh, scheduled. But for whatever reason, and I attribute this to the president as well. I attribute this to to organizations like Fox News becoming more and more liberal uh, for whatever reason. Every week now we get more and more and more positive feedback from the Mark K show on Newsmax. Every week now we get more and more people tweeting at us or going on parlor and leaving us a message or or, you know, even going on uh, on Facebook and saying, hey, caught your show for the first time. And I loved it. I'm setting my DVR or caught your show for the first time. How did I never know you existed? This is great. So we appreciate all the people that are catching the show for the first time. Just know that it's on every Saturday uh, at 5.30 p.m. And now that we know that there's so many new viewers coming in every single week, we're going to start putting some effort into that show. Because, uh, you know, so far we've just been half-assing it just like everything else. But now that we know that people are actually glomming onto it, we're definitely going to, we're definitely going to, you know, set aside some time to make it as good as, as humanly possible. 855-765-1045. This is Danny in Clayton, North Carolina. How you doing, Danny? Pretty good, Mark. How you doing? Oh, doing really well. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say today, sir? Well, um, I had, I saw an article. I'm in this, uh, I'm in this uh, group called Always Trump or Patriots. Okay. And uh, an article came out today, and I don't, I don't believe it. I mean, you know how you, you, you know how it was that goes. So yeah, it says, yeah. uh, says something about Biden seeking pardon deal from Trump, and is and to concede. You want you you said you saw an article saying that Joe Biden is seeking a pardon from Trump. Right, if he concedes. If he concedes the election. That's right. That's probably that's probably fake news. I'll be honest with you for a couple of reasons. First of all, Joe Biden doesn't think he broke any laws. Second of all, if Joe Biden were president, he could just pardon himself. And the third thing is that uh, Joe Biden conceding the election doesn't necessarily make Donald Trump the president anyway. You can concede the election all you want, but it's the Electoral College. And again, this is something that the media doesn't. T- and, you know, we'll get into this is a big issue. This whole idea of people, and this is what this is one of the arguments that Candace Owens had with PolitiFact. This is one of the arguments we have going forward with PolitiFact that they take their opinion. All of these fact checkers, the irony, and we've been studying this a lot now. The irony is that all of these fact checkers out there, and all these news organizations, they will attack your opinion and say that your opinion is false, and they'll do it with their own opinion. They're basically saying, you know, our opinion of your opinion is that it's false. And then they report you to Facebook and they report you to YouTube and then you get in trouble. Then all of a sudden you're 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 getting uh, deplatformed left, right and center. It happened to Candace Owen and she fought back. It happened to us. We're fighting back as we speak. And this is something that needs to continue, because what you're seeing now is two sides of the aisle. And when we say something on this show or we post something on our Twitter, it could be our opinion. It could be our interpretation of the facts. It could be whatever. And somebody out there who deems themselves an independent fact checker, which they never are. They're being paid by somebody. Nobody's out there just independently fact checking people. They're doing it as, you know, their quote unquote job. But because they're out there, they start fact checking people and they have no facts themselves. They're using their own opinions to call your opinion false. And it's one of the most ridiculous I mean, it's one of the most ridiculous industries I've ever seen. And the fact that they wield so much power is an issue. But I can I can guarantee you uh, Joe Biden is not going to trade a concession of the election for a pardon because that still doesn't make Donald Trump president. 
Donald Trump's got to go to the courts. He's got to fight. He's got to show the evidence. He's got to go to the Supreme Court. He's got to argue that that in Pennsylvania, the laws that were enacted by the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania are unconstitutional, that they can't change the mail and voting laws. They can't change any laws. The legislature is the only you've got to get the Pennsylvania legislature behind it, as well as the legislature in all these other states. And that's where the difficulty comes in. But we have good news. We have good news about Samuel Alito and the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court. He has moved up the deadline for the objection. They were going to hear this case on the 9th. They're now going to hear it tomorrow morning on the 8th is when they that's the deadline for them to get their their answers to the complaints. And by tomorrow now, Samuel Alito is the I guess you would call it the the Supreme Court district head for the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area, meaning if anybody wants to petition the Supreme Court in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, Wisconsin, like the president does, they have to start with Samuel Alito and Justice Alito will look at the complaint and say, "Okay." I'll just rule on this myself or this is bogus. We're not even going to waste our time with it or this is important. We're going to bring it up to the court and I'm going to get the other eight justices involved and we're going to make a decision on this. And that was moved up, moving up, saying, hey, look, they're at TikTok. We are short on time here. On the 14th of December, the electors are supposed supposed to vote. So you've now got Samuel just uh, Samuel Alito, Supreme Court justice, saying we know that we've got to move on this and we've got to do it quickly. So every day. Every day is precious. We're going to move it up from the eighth to this, or from the ninth to the eighth. Um, and I know what you're thinking: one day, BFD. But look, look at what can happen. You think that one day doesn't make a difference? Just go back and listen to Friday's show and see how much has changed since then. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. More of the Marquee shows on the way. Stay tuned. Uh, star Star 1045 is the lazy way to get through to our show or 855-765-1045 if you want. You can also leave us an open mic message. Um, that's in our mobile app. You download our mobile app and then what happens is you can just you can record a message, send it here to the studio and then we'll uh, and then we just play it on. We edit it up. We make sure, you know, there's no no bad language in it. And then uh, and then what we do is we play it on the air and you can get I mean, whatever you want. Whatever you want to say, we will uh, we'll put it out there. You know, here's a little example. Mark Kane, just imagine if we had a runoff election in 1992, and they had the runoff with Ross Perot out of the picture. The Clintons would not be in existence today. Man, I mean, I, we don't do runoff elections for president, and that's you know, and that's one of the issues. But yeah, you're right. Uh, they would have found a way. They would have found. They're like those, you know, they're like those little weeds that grow up between the cracks of the sidewalk. You throw cement down on top of them, you're like, and you get the steamroller, you're like, and then you let it harden, and you're like, ah, there's no way you people are going to grow now. There's no, we've destroyed you, and then all of a sudden, you know, this little crack emerges, and here come the Clintons growing up the like the like the weeds through the sidewalk. That's kind of how I think of it. And that's basically, you know, that's how a lot of what's been going on in Washington D.C. That's how it is. Um, and you know, and it's getting tougher and tougher. The closer we get to inauguration day, and the less and less the uh, the media, you know, and this is a big problem with the media. The media, their refusal to tell you what's going on in the world is one of the reasons why you're getting these emboldened Democrats who feel they can do pretty much whatever they want because now there's no repercussions. Anyway, we'll get to more of that uh, here in just a minute. First, though, so last week was a month. After Election Day, Election Day was November 3rd. Last week was December 3rd. The next election is December 5th. So we uh, were, but just, you know, just a little over a month 
after election day so it's it's an appropriate time for us now to share with you one of our favorite poems holiday or otherwise um twas the month after election day i don't know if you've heard this or not yet but it's pretty you know it, it's pretty good it gets you in the holiday spirit it gets you riled up and it of course you know it keeps you abreast of kind of what's been going on since november 3rd uh and if you've never heard it oh you're in for a treat if you've never heard this you're in for this will this will become a classic like rudolph and frosty and uh and uh elf all those other ones, it'll be it'll be right up with, there with you know you'll shoot your eye out all that kind of stuff uh so here we go pay attention get yourself a hot cup of cocoa turn up the yule log it's time now, ladies and gentlemen, for Twas the Month After Election Day. Twas the month after Election Day, and all over the country, everyone was still wondering who the next president would be. The ballots had been counted and counted again in hopes that President Trump would pull out a win. The lawyers were huddled in court filing suits. The Democrats and media were both in cahoots while American voters of every shape and size were helplessly being disenfranchised. They had known for a month now that something wasn't right. When Trump lost his lead in the middle of the night, everyone expected President Trump would win. After all, who in their right mind would vote for Biden? He never campaigned and he rarely held an event. He spent nine months locked up in his own basement. He had no agenda. He had no plan. When he was questioned, he'd just yell, come on, man. He was the worst candidate in the world, without exception. There is no way he could win without some, some kind of deception. And when he came out victorious, voters yelled, oh, my God. The Democrats must have committed massive voter fraud in Nevada and Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, in corrupt Pennsylvania and even Wisconsin. Trucks full of ballots making big, massive dumps. Thousands of votes, and not one of them, Trump's. Illegal ballots were being furiously counted. Poll watchers and workers were completely dumbfounded. It was clear. The election was under attack. They had to try to save it. So thousands spoke out, even signed affidavits. The evidence poured in from all over the place. Clearly, this was not a free and fair race. Despite all that, the media was convinced Joe had won. He'd got the votes, they said. This election is done. President-elect Biden is what they decreed, but President Trump refused to concede. I won the election, he confidently tweeted. Conf he confidently tweeted, if you count legal votes, I have more than I needed. And it's true, Trump's popularity dramatically increased. Well, except with voters who've long been deceased. But Republicans everywhere experienced a bump. So many Republicans won, thanks to Trump. The Democrats lost several seats in the Congress, and they didn't get the Senate seats that they promised. In fact, the only place that they seemed to have succeeded was in the four swing states that they desperately needed. The number in those states showed impossible imbalances. Trump called for recounts and mounted legal challenges. And now, a month later, the mystery is yet unsolved. And the true winner of the election has not yet been resolved. Even though CNN and NBC and Fox News say it's Joe, until the electors vote, nobody actually knows. And that's the way the Constitution says it should be. The people choose the president, not the idiots on TV. And if you believe that this election was taken from you, you're not alone. 74 million Americans think that, too. 
That's why the president and his team are putting up a fight to make sure that the results are 100 percent right. It's only been one month since Election Day and the inauguration is a long way away. But you must continue to speak out and fight and pray because together we can all keep America great. That is instant classic, if you ask me. Twas the month after Election Day. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up. Stay tuned. Uh, 855-765-1045. If you're trying to get through, we have a bunch of people on the lines already. We're going to get to, uh, we're going to get to you guys here in just a minute. Very important, though. Very important rally in Valdosta, Georgia over the weekend. President Trump was there with Kelly Leffler, with David Perdue. He was talking, it was a twofold. It was a twofold rally. The first thing Donald Trump wanted to do was he wanted to get out there and let everybody know, hey, I'm still here and I'm still fighting this battle for the presidency. I don't believe. President Trump's out there saying, I don't believe Joe Biden won. I don't believe that I lost. He's out there saying, I believe that this election was rigged. I believe that this elect that the votes were illegal. And if you count all the legal votes, I will continue to be the president for four more years. That was part one. The second part was, hey, in the meantime, this runoff election in Georgia is so important. The Democrats cannot get hold of the Senate, especially if for whatever reason I lose the election. If Joe Biden's the president, the Republicans have to hold the Senate. And in order to do that, uh, Kelly Loeffler and and, and uh, David Perdue, one of them, preferably both, need to win, win this runoff election on January 5th. And he spoke to that. But we're watching this so closely. We have everybody watching. You got to get out and vote. Let them steal Georgia again. You'll never be able to look yourself in the mirror. We have to hold the line. And you have two of the greatest people on earth. We have to hold the line. Make sure that you and everyone else know that you have to register to vote before this Monday, December 7th. Is that right? Monday, December 7th. You have to register to vote. Of course, you'll probably be allowed to if you're a Democrat. You know, they don't have any time limits. There you go. So if you're a Republican, you have to register to vote by today. If you're a Democrat, eh, you could probably cast your ballot on midnight January 5th, and it'll still count. Uh, it'll still count in Georgia. Anyway, that, but that's the president out there campaigning for Kelly Leffler, David Perdue, saying, look, this is so important. This rate, you need to get out there and vote. Register by today. Early voting begins December the 14th, and the general election is January 5th, and that's it. That's the last line of defense. It all comes down to Georgia. All of it. The whole, the entire country, the, our democracy, our republic is on the line in Georgia. If you don't vote, the socialists and the communists win. They win. Georgia patriots must show up and vote for these two incredible people. And I'm telling you, they're two of the finest people you'll ever meet. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I've never met them. I'm going to be honest with you. Anything's better than the other two. So uh, we get down to the whole thing. Look, you could be angry. You could be mad. You could be upset. You could think that the Republican Party turned their back on you. You could think that uh, you could think that, you know, this whole election has been stolen. And they, why would you go and vote in another machine from China like Lynn Wood was talking about? Like, you could think all that. I don't think it all you want as you're going to the polling place and voting in this election, because it is that it is simply that important. And speaking of, and speaking of problems with the election system, speaking of, of, of this election being stolen, uh, President Trump said something else, which is vitally important. And I think a lot of people have been like, is this even in the works? And after we win, we need to pass landmark election reform, including voter ID. Is that so bad? 
residency verification, like we live in the country, we live in the state. Citizenship confirmation. They want to say, oh, he doesn't have to be a citizen. You got to see what's voting. These, they're not citizens. You're a citizen? No, I'm not a citizen. You speak English? No, no, no English. Speak no English. Oh, you're voting. Yeah. What? Why not? This is the craziest thing. You know, the Democrat National Committee had their convention and they had a picture. You couldn't get in unless you had a picture. You had a photo ID. But when it comes to the most important thing, voting, they don't want to do it. And yeah, that, and, you, and he brings up a great point. When we went to the Democratic National Convention in uh, Philadelphia four years ago, not this year because there wasn't one. It was all virtual. Uh, but when we went four years ago, there was we were walking in. I remember I was with Herman Cain and Shaney B, and we're walking through the door. And we get to, when you're with Herman Cain, you don't have to go where the normal people. You get to go the back way. And we're walking through, and we walk by, and they show we're like show your ID. And in order to get the ID in the first place, we had to go through a background check. We had to send photos of our driver's license. We had to send our social security card. They had to go through and make sure we were who we said we were then we had to show those credentials at the door and then as we're walking by there's like a little there's like a little square and i remember herman kane turns to me and goes don't forget to say cheese and i said what are you talking about he goes they're reading your face right that's the facial profile reading machine and i had no idea but he was right there's a guy sitting there, and as we walked by, the computer algorithm was running our facial recognition software or running facial recognition software on our faces to, to see if it really was. Boop. Yes, that is Shaney B. Boop. Yes, that is D. Herman Cain. Boop. Yes, that is some bald white dude who's uh, glomming onto their coattails and trying to sneak in with them. And that's and that's what happened. The security is so tight just to get in to the Democratic National Convention. But if you want to vote, you don't even have to be alive. In fact, a congressman in Texas, did you hear about this? A GOP congress, congressman in Texas, Brian Babin, he's a Texas Republican. He uh, he wrote a bill, and he's um, enacting a bill or introducing a bill that would tie federal education and transportation funds to the state's commitment to deleting names of deceased persons in their voting rolls. He's literally putting forth legislation that says, quote, you must be alive to vote. This is where we are now. In our country. And it's a travesty. 855-765-1045. What's even worse is there's there's this congressman. So this congressman in Texas, what's even worse is this guy's going to put forward this legislation saying, hey, we need to make it a law that says you must be alive to vote. And the, if you think that's shocking, the really surprising thing is, you know, there's a handful of Democrats who are just ready to vote against that. No, no, no. We're not going to vote. That's silly. Why should you be alive to vote? That's we don't need a law for that. That's just that's that's just poppycock. 855-765-1045 uh, is our number. This is Todd in St. Cloud. How you doing, Todd? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, what's going on, Mark? Nothing much, man. What's up? What do you want to say, sir? Yeah, I, well, actually, I uh, I have a couple things for you. I just wanted to get your opinion on uh, is Trump. I believe he's going to be our president for another four years. Okay. And uh, do you think he's going to run out of time? Or do you think uh, Biden's going to be the victor out of all this? And I also want to—I wanted to ask you: yeah. Do you think Barr? Do you think Barr is shady? And why hasn't Kamala uh, conceded her uh, Senate seat yet? Yeah, that's a lot. You got a lot to unpack there. Uh, I've, we've talked a little bit about the Kamala thing last week. Why she hasn't? Um, why she hasn't? Re, re, uh, you know, relinquished her seat in the Senate yet? Which is a good question. Why hasn't she? Uh, I'm sure she's too busy, 
you know, she's too busy flying around with Joe Biden trying to get him to stop saying stupid stuff like, hey, if I ever disagree with Kamala, I'll just get a horrible disease and resign. Um, as far as the other look, yeah, there is potential for Donald Trump, whether it goes to the Supreme Court or whether there's other uh, legal avenues or whether the state legislatures um, you'd come together and say, look, this election has problems. We can't. We can't, in our good conscience, um, you know, put these electors forth that are going to vote for Joe Biden when we know clearly he wasn't the winner of this election. So there are there are several things that could happen. Long shots, potentially. I think the Supreme Court is the biggest route. And it looks like that's being it looks like that's being um, being uh, fast tracked by by Samuel Alito himself, who who, again, look, look, these Supreme Court justices, they 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 it is in their um, you know, they definitely have. Uh, a horse in this race. You, they're supposed to be. You know, yeah, yes, they're judges. They go by the Constitution. But it is in their best interest to make sure that the Constitution is not violated in this obscene way. Number one, it keeps the court, uh, you know, is, is at nine judges. It doesn't it doesn't affect the uh, the court as it is now. And also it, it gives them more precedent to continue to pass or to uh, to, you know, knock down uh, constitutional inaccuracies in election laws throughout the country. So they definitely want to see this um, come before the Supreme Court and they want to do it quickly, I believe. Hey, thanks so much for the call. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We got we got more of your phone calls coming up here in just a minute. Also, uh, I got some clips from Matthew McConaughey. We have to play because. They're a little weird. All that and more. Stay tuned to the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV. 855-765-1045. By the way, there's a, uh, there's a song I came across over the weekend called Dueling Jingle Bells. And it's by the, the uh, put on YouTube. It's the United States Navy Band. Okay. And it's a guy, one of the guys is in the Navy. He's got a guitar. The other one's in a banjo. In, not in a banjo. He's playing a banjo. And they do, you know, dueling banjos. Yeah, but right. Well, they they uh, mix mashed it or mashed it up or whatever with jingle bells, and they called it dueling jingle bells. That's fun. It's really great. We're gonna have to. We need to get that as like background music, uh, because we're into the holiday season. You know, we want to do. We want to. Anyway, that's that's neither here. We'll get to that here in just. But if you have a chance, to Google uh, Google dueling jingle bells. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun uh, to watch and, and to listen to as well. Eight five five. What? No, I'll don't do it. No, wait till I go to break again. I'm gonna do it right now. You're, you're busy. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Peter in Fort Worth, Texas. How you doing, Peter? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for everything you do, man. Oh, it's pretty awesome. My pleasure. I appreciate that, Peter. I really do. What you uh, What you want to say today? So um, I'm originally from New York, mm-hmm. and I have a bunch of liberal friends on Facebook, a yeah. bunch. And, of course, they say the dumbest things. So I came up with some rules to cope with this time in our country. Oh, great. And I base, yeah, and I base these rules on the mainstream media. Mm. So they should not have a problem with this, but they did. But five simple rules. Um, here they are. All right. If you, if you would disagree with me, I will delete your comment. If you are on my list of people who are friends but I do not want to hear from, I will delete your comment. Number three, if I arbitrarily want to delete your comment, I will because I have the power. If I want to delete your comment without even reading it, I will. And lastly, if I read your post and deem you not smart, I will delete your comment. So those are the five rules I have to uh, deal and cope with the stupidness and craziness of liberal friends yeah i love peter it sounds like that's a that's a great way to do it and it sounds like you're going to save yourself a lot of hassle and uh <laughs> thank you so much for calling and sharing that with us you know and i've uh, we get a lot of comments both pro and well okay mostly not pro what's the opposite of pro 
Con or, was, or amateur. I was gonna say angry and horrible. Okay. But whatever. We get a lot of comments on our on our Facebook and our Twitter and whatnot, <laughs> and I just leave them up. Because I figure, you know, what better way to show people what's really going on in the world than by letting... Bo- in fact, so uh, this leads into this whole Matthew McConaughey thing. Matthew McConaughey, who, you know, I always thought was a cool guy, decent actor, seemed to me to be nowhere near as kooky as most of Hollywood, uh, does those cool Lincoln ads. In fact, I may or may not have purchased a Lincoln because I wanted to be like Matthew McConaughey. We still don't We still don't have a ruling on that. Um and that's actually not true. I leased it, but whatever. Uh, so here's the deal. Matthew McConaughey is doing a podcast. He's pushing his new book, and he's doing a podcast with Russell Brand. Russell Brand is a, he's a comedian. He was an actor. He basically is like the real-life version of uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, if you think about it. He wears, like, low-cut shirts, and he talks like, well, Captain Jack Sparrow, and I think he's drunk all the time, or he used to be. I think now he's recovering. Anyway. He has a podcast, and he was asking Matthew McConaughey about the election. And listen to how Matthew McConaughey described politics in America currently. Somebody said to me that it's, oh, yeah, meet you in the middle. You know, you know, it's in the middle of the road, McConaughey, yellow lines and dead armadillos. <laughs> I said, let me tell you something. But I said, I'm, I'm walking down the yellow line right now, and the armadillos are running free, having a great time. I said, you know why? I said, they have two sides, the two, the two vehicles on either side of the political aisle are so far apart, their tires aren't even on the pavement anymore. I don't really know what he's saying at all. I, I re- what his friend told him, hey, the only thing in the middle of the road are yellow lines and dead armadillos. That I got. That I understood completely. He's right. If you're in the middle of the road, it's like, do you remember the uh, karate kid? He said, you karate, yes. Uh, okay. You karate, no. Okay. You karate, so, so, squish, like grape, because you're in the middle of the road. Uh, so the dead armadillos in the middle of the road, I completely understand that. Plus, I live in Florida. I see dead armadillos every single day. Matthew McConaughey saying it's safe in the middle because nobody's there. It's the left, I guess, is so far off the left shoulder that they're, you know, they're off-roading. And the right is so far off the right shoulder, they're off-roading. There's plenty of room to just stroll along in the middle of the road going all right, all right, all right. And he thinks that's where we should all be. In fact, in fact, listen to what he said next about how to get people, especially those on the right, how to get them into the middle of the road. It's a move to say, no, let's get aggressively centric. I, I, I dare you. It's not a recession. It's an aggressive move. And if it's framed like that, one, I think that all that that can relate to a lot of people on the, on the right. Of going, mm. well, you, you dare me? Okay. Well, well, you dare. So now Matthew McConaughey is basically characterizing voters on the right or Trump voters, if you will, the deplorables, as, as basically the, the hold my beer crowd. He's basically saying, look. How do we get all these far right wing radicals who voted for Trump? How do we get them in the middle? You know what you got to do? You got to be aggressively centric, which is one of those 50 cent words that I guess he just came up with. Be aggressively centric. You got to dare these people on the far right to come to the middle because everyone knows if you dare some, if you dare one of these Trump supporters to do something, they're going to turn to you and say, oh, yeah. You don't think I can? You don't think I can stroll down the political center with you and the armadillos? Hold my beer. That's basically what Matthew McConaughey is doing. He's out here on this podcast saying it's easy. We need to get everybody to the center. And if you want to get the if you want to get the Republicans to the center, just dare them, because because they're that kid from a Christmas story. Triple dog dare them, and they'll stick their tongue to any pole that you point out to them. That's how dumb. That's how dumb the Republicans are. It doesn't work that way. 
doesn't work that way. We don't just we don't just you know you can dare us to do and say whatever we want. We do we actually have thoughts. We have brains. We put together and formulated these ideas of our own accord. And unlike the Democrats, uh, we're going to stick to it even even if we get dared not to do so. We have more on the. We got to take a quick break. I just realized more Matthew McConaughey coming up here in just a minute. Also more of your calls. Stay tuned. I dare you. Keep listening. I dare you to keep listening to the Marquee Show. We'll be right back. This is the Marquee Show. I'll cut you, man. 855-765-104. That was a non-sequitur based on a conversation we were having off the air about knife fights. Uh, uh, but I will. I'll cut you. Don't forget. No, look, I'm not going to go looking for the fight, but if you pull a knife, I'll... Uh, I'll pull a gun. That's the Chicago way. 855-765-1045. We're going to get back to Matthew McConaughey here in just a minute. First, let's go squeeze in a couple more phone calls. JC in Jefferson, Georgia. How are you doing, JC? How's your day going? My day's going great, JC. How's your day? It's good. Oh, good. What do you want to say, sir? Um, I've been playing my music and waiting for you on the radio. I've been watching you on Facebook. Oh, well, we appreciate We really appreciate that. Uh, did you have something you wanted to ask us? Uh, that's about it. Okay, great. All right, well, Jason, well, listen, J- JC, what do you? What music are you listening to while you wait for us? Uh, I have music on my Xbox. I can put on my Xbox, burn, burn my music from my Xbox to my... What? Yeah. Oh, that's great. All right, may I recommend dueling jingle bells if you haven't yet? It still is, yeah. Boy, they get into it. If you just play it during Christmas time, is it doing doing jingles? Well, listen, here it comes. Here comes the jingle bells part. More like flamenco. They get to Jingle Bells, 855-765-1045. All right, so Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey is basically now, and I guess he's he's trying to be in the middle of the road. And to give Matthew McConaughey credit, he does say that Democrats are horrible people, too. He says something about how they never were able to accept the results of the election in 2016. There's a lot on that illiberal left that absolutely condescend, patronize, and are arrogant towards that other 50%. Many people... We're in, Gianni, you probably, I'm sure you saw it in our industry when Trump was voted in four years ago. They were in denial that it was actually, that it was real. This, and some of them went, were in absolute denial. Yeah, they were in absolute denial back then. So now the Republicans could be in denial too. But then he goes on to kind of be patronizing toward that 50% or those 75 million that voted for Donald Trump when he said you could just dare them. You could just dare them to give up their ideals and their moral values and their uh, their agenda and their love of America. You just uh, you you know what? This is how you get them to be closer to the middle of the aisle where the armadillos are roaming around in the middle of the street. You just dare them. It's a move to say, no, let's get aggressively centric. I, I, I dare you. It's not a recession. It's an aggressive move. And if it's framed like that, one, I think that all that that can relate to a lot of people on the, on the right. I'm going, well, you, you dare me? Right. He's saying that if we need to make sure that these Trump voters come and meet us in the middle where Joe Biden is the president and we can work together, the way to do that is to dare them. 
because that's how you that's how these people on the right, you know, it's the hold my beer principle of politics. And sure, he grew, he's from Texas, right? I get it. Matthew McConaughey's from Texas. I think he went to Texas. He's a Longhorn fan, whatever. So he probably knows a lot of people that growing up were like, hey, man, what's up, Bubba? I bet you can't shoot a firecracker out of your anus. Oh, hold my beer. You know, I dare. I dare. <laughs> you know, like that happens. You're sitting around in the, in the you know, uh, Texas desert, nothing to do so, except dare each other to do, you know, weird stuff. So that's what he's thinking of. He's like, here's here's how we get through to these Trump voters. We just dare them to not be Trump voters because they're they're so stupid and reckless. They'll do anything just on a dare. That's not true. Donald Trump is not out there in court battling this this, uh, you know, this election. He's not out there trying to get only the legal votes counted and all these illegal votes thrown out. He's not out there on a dare because Giuliani's like because he's like they're at, what, he thought it was like Election Day. And Donald Trump's like, I can't believe we lost. And Giuliani's like, we didn't lose. Trump's like, yeah, we did. He's like, come on. I dare you. Go out there and say you won. You dare me? Yeah. Go out. I dare you. You won't do it. You won't tweet out, I won this election. It's rigged. And Donald Trump's like, hold my beer. He doesn't drink beer. So hold my Diet Coke. And he said, that's not happening. Republicans have a goal. The goal is to protect the United States of America. Republicans have a goal. The goal is to keep the Constitution as written the law of the land. The Republicans have a goal. It is to make sure that when they vote, their votes are not negated by illegal votes that have been created by or distributed by or dumped in the middle of the night by people who realize it's the only way they can win an election because they have one of the worst candidates in the world. And I don't care how many dead armadillos or living armadillos or how much room. I don't, you can, Matthew McConaughey can be strolling down the middle of the street with his shirt off, you know, handing out free Lincolns uh, and, and, and playing the bongos naked. Whatever it is Matthew McConaughey wants to do, that's great. The fact of the matter is the, we're not just going to join him in the middle of the road because he dares us. We're not that stupid. 855-765-1045. Somebody's got to stay on the right and, and stay in the car and make sure the car is still going the right way. Somebody's got to make sure that even though we may be on the far right shoulder of the highway, we're still getting toward our destination and there's no one there to drive us off of a cliff. That's what the Republicans are doing. 855-765-1045 is our number. Quick no, quick time. Well, no, we only got plenty of time. Let's go to the phones. 855-765-1045. This is uh, Dwayne in Georgia. Hi, Dwayne. How are you? I'm doing fine, uh, Mark. Dwayne. I just want to say, yeah. say this. Yeah, yeah. Um, About Bill Barr, I think that he needs to go out. If he don't resign, Trump needs to fire him because he's not doing anything to help the president at all with his... um legal battles he's not doing anything and i think trump need to get rid of him and hire a new attorney general that will help him and yeah. and and ask for these state judges that keep saying that the trump attorneys have no evidence they have plenty of evidence the judges just won't let them present it in court Dwayne, that's a great point you know what i was Dwayne, thanks so much for calling i went to get my haircut yesterday and in the uh in the two, why is that funny? Oh, that wasn't a joke. No, I actually got my hair. Oh, okay. I got all. Yeah, 
It totally took about a minute. Like I, was, I, I spent about a minute and a half. The minute and a half it takes to cut my hair, I thought about this. But I was thinking to myself because I just heard Rudy Giuliani contracted COVID-19. Rudy Giuliani hospitalized with COVID. I just started to – the news was just kind of starting to come out about Rudy Giuliani. And all I could think to myself was, you know, Donald Trump, he's done a lot of good things. Everybody makes mistakes. I think one of the biggest mistakes he made was not choosing Rudy Giuliani to be attorney general way back in the beginning by choosing Jeff Sessions. He I mean, he started this whole downhill snowball effect of nastiness by the Democrats. Jeff Sessions recusing himself. The Mueller report. Think about this. Rudy Giuliani, the man in New York City who brought down the mafia, the man who's not afraid to do or say anything. Or accuse anybody of the man who will go out there and fight and get the evidence and, and spend his entire life in court if it means, uh, you know, uh, you know, doing what the president thinks uh, is great for this country. Look, if he had just chosen Rudy Giuliani as attorney general, would, there would be no Mueller. There would have been no Ukraine. There would probably not have been any impeachment whatsoever. And everybody that we needed to put behind bars to drain the swamp, the Clintons, the Obamas, Hunter Biden. Every single one of these people would be either prosecuted in the middle of some kind of prosecution or in jail. Think about Jeffrey Epstein, Jeffrey or Epstein, both of them. Jeffrey Epstein would still probably be alive if we had a different attorney general. And if it was someone as as determined and demanding and as much of a pit bull as Rudy Giuliani, you know, unfortunately, we can't go back. We can't go back and undo that. But maybe but maybe. In the in the few months before the inauguration day, we could make a change. Like you're right, Bill Barr, he could quit. He could get fired. Maybe we let Rudy Giuliani uh, stir the pot for a couple of months in the Justice Department and see how much gets done between now and January 20th. Quick break. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. More of the Marque Show coming up. Stay tuned. Okay, 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Someone on uh, YouTube said I should be more of an independent. Clearly, they weren't listening to my whole spiel about Matthew McConaughey and dead armadillos. Uh, but that's okay. If you missed it, too, no problem. You can go back and listen to our podcast. We podcast this show on iTunes and on Google Play. And all you have to do is type in Mark K Show and uh, download your favorite podcast. You can hear today's episode or you can hear episodes from, I don't know, a year ago. How long have we been podcasting, Josh? Uh, more than a year. Yeah, and well, almost every day. Three years, actually. Three years? Yeah. Get out. It's the middle of December sometime. <sighs> wow, that's amazing. You want to pick a date? Um, no, not really. No. Uh, well, I'm married. I shouldn't be. I don't want December to 49th. <laughs> Perfect. 855-765-1045. Before we get out of here, Dave's in Mandarin, and he has a comment. Hi, Dave. How are you? Hey, man. How you doing? I really enjoy your show, man. I hope you do three hours a day. You're great. Oh, I do three yes, hours I a day, but we only do two hours on the on the air. They're the other hours in my car on the way home. Uh, I hear you, man. I really like your show. Listen, this is the deal. Yeah. Uh, You made a a comment, and I had a call Uh, a while back, years ago. Yeah. Trump actually did pick Giuliani for attorney general. And I saw the interview on Fox News, and Giuliani said he made a big mistake by rejecting the position because I don't know if he wanted to be ambassador or something else. But Trump oh, offered him the position. Dave, and you're Giuliani 100% rejected right. It. You're right. In fact, I forgot it. You're 100%. Thank you for calling. I believe what he wanted to be was Secretary of State, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, you're, yeah. Pro- you're probably right, something like that. But the thing is, Trump did make the right choice at first. And, and yeah. then Giuliani, re- he was like, man, you know, well, he didn't say man, but he said, I really, you know, feel bad that I, he didn't take the position. Because imagine if he did yeah. all this crap. It would never have happened. I think anyway, you're, I just I, wanted to, and you know, yeah. I just want to make another, another really, really quick point. Sure. Do you know what Trump's secret weapon is? Uh, what? Melania. Can you imagine with all the crap that he goes through at the end of the day, he gets back in the White House, he closes that door and he has that beautiful woman over there waiting for him. You know, that's why he's so strong, man. That's hey, keep it up. You're great. And millions and millions of people love your show, man. Keep you doing what you're doing. <laughs> Dave, thanks. I appreciate I, I appreciate. Wow. Millions and millions. That's awesome. I, thanks for, I think you just gave me a, I think you just gave me a, a, a pretty decent um, promotion. But let's know, I, I think he's right. And I have to go back. It was Secretary of State that Rudy Giuliani wanted. But that went to Rex Tillerson, another bust. And he offered uh, Rudy Attorney General, which I think you're right, he did turn down. And so it's Rudy's fault. God, what a douche that guy is, man. He causes all of this heartache for how many years? Three? Oh, man. Now, forget it. I'm no longer... I'm no, no longer a fan of Rudy Giuliani. He should have taken he should have taken Attorney General when he had. They, in the end, that turns out I think to be a more powerful position than Secretary of State in the Trump White House. Well, look if we only if we only knew now what we knew then. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Jason in Pennsylvania. How how you doing, Jason? Real quick, we got about thirty seconds or so. What do you want to say? Hey, you know, I'm doing good. First of all, I would just want to say first time calling in, and I, I've watched your show for the last few months. I've yeah. really been getting into the political stuff. Oh, uh, thanks. I'm not a genius or anything, um, but I love your opinions, and I love how you give it to us straight. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving, and you have a, a great happy Merry Christmas and a great New Year. Um, my question is, is that I wanted to know what you thought about the next steps. We see all this stuff going on in the courts and in the legislators. We see all this evidence, but there's such a great divide within the, the country. Trump supporters, we, we know, we see this evidence. We're not dumb. We may not be political masterminds and geniuses behind all the, the, the X's, Y's, and the Z's, and the T's and the I's, but you know, when you have all the, the liberals on the other side who just basically want to, what it seems like, refute all this yeah. evidence, and you're seeing the judges you know, try to say there is no evidence when there is and all this stuff. And, and so that's what I'm trying to, I guess, get to is where do you see the country? How do you see it getting back to being the country that we need to be on both sides? Of yeah, Jason, that's a, that's a great question. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to answer it tomorrow, but I will tomorrow, 10 a.m. right here on the Marquee Show. Stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news and Rush Limbaugh is coming up next. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.